day two, episode 12 of the Facilities 5 and Dime podcast. Brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. My name is Nathan Parr. Glad to be with you again today as we talk about emotional preventative maintenance. Now, you all may be saying, wait a minute, you guys are facility stewards. Uh, We focus on the facility. You guys focus on the facility, so we can focus on the mission. Absolutely. But emotional preventative maintenance is important to consider. Uh, It's something that we don't always talk about in the church, unfortunately. Uh, Sometimes there's a stigma associated with teams or people admitting that they're struggling emotionally or that they're dealing with stuff that's super emotional when you're a staff member or when you're called to serve as a facility leader or as a facility team member. There's a lot of stress that gets generated. When you add in a pandemic where we're all locked at home, we're having to go through things. Some of us are teaching our kids at home for the first time. We're having to work at home, share all sorts of things. It's difficult. Some families have some that... uh, have first responders and medical personnel that they're having to live in trailers next to their home just because they're worried about obviously getting their family sick. Not an easy time. There's a lot of emotions going on. Um, it does not matter what end of the spectrum you fall in on, oh, they did too much or, oh, they didn't do enough. It, 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 that's irrelevant. Uh, you're entitled to that and how that makes you feel is, is valid. But those ends of the spectrum, those emotional feelings, those subjective thoughts, they all add into this this general weight that we all are experiencing and that we've all experienced at home at one time or another and some are experienced more than they may let on or more than you realize. One thing about those who uh, deal with and have long-term emotional uh, concerns, issues, uh, things that they work through, is that they can become really good at hiding those things, of pretending they don't, they don't hit. Um, and some of it can be easier to hide now because you're not seeing them. It's easy to, to look peppy or to blame a bad camera. Oh, I look this way because it's a Zoom call, or I look this way because my, my camera is, is weird. But they not, may not be okay, and um, they're, good. they're good at hiding it. And I say that, um, I'll share probably more personal than than most may realize, but it's a podcast, so I'll never see the look on your face when you hear it. Uh, I know this because I'm one of those that deals with that and works through that quite a bit, uh, dealing with PTSD and depression and all of the fun things that come with it, with the lack of sleep and the irritability and the pulling away from the family and pulling away from life in general and faking it and being really good about putting on a mask when you have to and being the nice person and being very helpful. Now I say that because, and I can admit that to you now because I've made a lot of progress and I don't say that to toot my own horn or a humble brag or any of that junk. I say that because I was very fortunate that at a very pivotal time I had two people that really listened to what I was saying even though I wasn't saying it and put me and got me started on the path that I needed to experience healing and to get better. And those two individuals are still important and part of my life and they still check in and they still take a vested interest. They, they saw past the mask, they saw past the wall and said, you know what, something ain't right, so we're going to do with this. And they never, 
looked down on me or said you're not worth it, uh, you're not a good facility person because of it. They simply said, you're my brother, what can I do to help? Let's make it happen. Because of that initial start, they started investing time and checking in and doing things. Again, what I call that emotional preventative maintenance. Intentional about checking in, about not accepting, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Hmm, are you really? What does that mean? You know, are you fine? Okay, I know this is a bad time of year for you. I know it brings back a lot of memories. How are you handling it? How are you dealing it? Are you working with your family? Are you actually going out? Are you, you know, being there in the moment with your loved ones? Or are you pulling away? They were intentional. So when we talk about preventative maintenance in a facility context, we understand that preventative maintenance does not happen by accident. Preventative maintenance happens because we have determined that that item is worth something and worth it enough that we want to invest time, effort, and energy to making sure it operates correctly, efficiently for its entire life. And that we find it important and say that it's enough to divert time, effort, and energy to ensure that that happens. Same thing in a similar manner, and I'm not saying people are our, our equipment, but when we invest, when we, when we choose to value each other, then it's much easier to perform that preventative, uh, that, that emotional preventative maintenance and to be part of that process for others. So a couple things um, that's helped me through it that I want to just, just bring up to you and hopefully make you think and, and give you the opportunity to say, you know what, is there somebody I'm thinking of that, that I, I'm allowing to fake it, that maybe I need to get a little more in-depth with or, or reach out to? So a couple things um, that have meant to helped me. I want to share with you also in Ecclesiastes 4, starting in verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For three of the falls, his companion can lift him up, but pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. It's a great reminder that we're better off when we're not alone. Um, and unfortunately, someone who's in an emotional low point can feel very alone even when they're surrounded by people. Uh, it's especially hard sometimes to admit what you're feeling, how you're feeling. And people, oh, he's just quiet, he doesn't like to talk, or she's quiet, she doesn't like to talk. It could just be in a low point. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's hard to admit that or to talk about that. But this verse reminds us that we need to remember that we're stronger together. And so hopefully as you think about people and as, as you're working through and, and working, thinking about each other and your family, your friends, your co-workers, uh, you realize um, that not only can you have someone with you, um, they might need someone as well. And if we're together, then it's much easier for the enemy to, to attack us, right? And so that's just something to, to keep in mind. Um, in, and then over in Galatians, chapter 6 uh, starting in, in verse 2 carry one another's burdens and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ uh, commentary I read on that talked at one point uh, about how we should carry each other's spiritual burdens by helping one another in our soul struggles and being emotionally drained, distant, having depression, these are, these are soul struggles these are ways that we are attacked 
And we should have real fellowship, and that's the key. There should be real fellowship. Um, and it takes a while sometimes for that trust to develop when you've gone through trauma, when you've gone through issues. It's hard to trust people. Uh, and when you get hurt, all it does is reinforce that negative feeling, uh, and it can bring you down even farther. Uh, but we should be real. We should talk with them. And we should, uh, those that are joyous, <laughs> that are happy, sometimes it is nice to, to be around you because that brightness can can brighten up the dark uh, and that abyss that some people find themselves in and, and keep doing that. Um, it's our own, it, it helps not only you to, to share, but it helps those that are suffering. Um, so that's kind of uh, just a couple verses, a couple sections of scripture I just wanted to share with you. But when we talk about, again, these things, and we talk about preventative, uh, emotional preventative maintenance, we have to understand, or we should understand, or at least make the attempt to understand why you know we need to, or, or the things we need to correct so that it does go, without judgment and without uh, accusation and without thinking, um, which are common. You know, oh, they're depressed. Well, they just need to suck it up. Uh, and I've said that before. Um, heck, I've written lots of little blogs and posts about suck it up, buttercup. It's one of my favorite phrases. Um, means absolutely nothing when you are in the depth of despair. Or when you are so depressed that you can't even articulate why you feel the way you feel. You just know that nothing is right. Um, and, and people who are in depression, they're not lazy. Um, or they're emotion when they're emotionally hurt, they're, they're not lazy. They're, they're not unwilling, for the most part, to, to do something. Sometimes it's just really hard to try to do something to get out of where you're at when you can't articulate it, when you can't explain it, when you can't make it make sense to yourself. How can you make sense to somebody else? And it's not weakness. That's a big one. You know, if you're if you're emotionally hurt, if you're depressed, you're just weak. You know, I'm I'm big and strong, and I'm never weak. Uh, you know, I'm never depressed, so I must be stronger. That's a good way to get yourself smacked. People who are depressed and upset and bothered, they're not weak. They're human. And if you want to say the pain and the anguish is weakness, um, explain to me why Christ cried, you know, tears of blood. Why you can't you can't talk about that in the garden, about the anguish he experienced, and, and tell me that's not not valid unless you want to tell me that in that moment Christ was weak and I don't think he was and I don't think you're saying that either so so keep in mind these things that we feel how we feel them doesn't make you weak and if you're in that moment if you're if you're in that reach out you know talk to somebody even if you don't know how to articulate it because we should be listening and we should be paying attention to that um, when we think about those these depressive things what causes it or these emotional issues um, it can be trauma it can be abuse Neglect, overwork, that can bring it. Stress, is anybody under stress right now? Being the carer, uh, being the one in charge at the expense of, of your own well-being for all the facility stuff and the cleaning in between services and keeping stuff clean, disinfected, and sanitized, that puts you at a greater risk. Um, chronic fatigue, mm, hello, you know, facility teams especially, we're always tired. Uh, lifestyle choice, but it could be chemical imbalance. It could be grief. It could be loss. You don't. You don't know. There's lots of factors. That's just a partial list. Uh, let's face it. I'm not going to be able to give you everything, nor would I try. But there is a lot. Um, 
because of that, again, how do we then perform this emotional preventative maintenance? How do we help do that for ourselves, for each other, uh, for ourselves? It's remembering that you're not alone. It may seem like it at times, but you're not. Reach out, uh, and if the first person you reach out to doesn't take it seriously, reach out to the next. If they don't take it seriously, reach out to the next. Now, hopefully you will not have to go too far. But uh, if you go, you know, six degrees, you're going to end up with Kevin Bacon. Um, and so well, that would be cool. It's probably not your close friend group that you need uh, to, to get to. But keep reaching out. Keep trying. Uh, if you, if someone reach out, reaches out to you, listen. Don't try to solve the problem in the first, first conversation. Just listen to them. Help them um, just by being there for them and letting them know that it's safe to share. For our teams, uh, as we go back, as folks start to come back to services, opening up buildings, uh, for my facility managers, for those in charge of facility teams, remember your teams. Remember the mental health of your teams. They are, again, being exposed to both ends of the spectrum from the people that are entering your door uh, and that emotion. They're at the vanguard. They're right there. Uh, so not only are they going to hear things, uh, you know, is it clean, is it not clean, so on and so forth, they're also under the stress of they're responsible for cleaning. They're responsible for keeping it clean. The reality is, unless you can completely sterilize, and we're talking, you know, sterilization is like the ultimate, kills everything. Nobody's sterilizing. We're disinfecting, we're sanitizing, we're cleaning, we're doing those things. We're not sterilizing. But unless you could do that, you could never guarantee that nobody would, would catch uh, or come down with COVID after attending your services. That's a lot that weighs on our teams. We just need to remember that. Give them grace. And give ourselves grace. And give all those around us grace. And just remember to reach out. And, and that's kind of, it's simple. Uh, it starts with that. Anything more than that might take someone with a little more training, and that's okay too. Um, counseling is not a crutch. And there should not be a stigma to it when you seek treatment, when you seek that. Again, a strand of three cords is not easily broken. So talking with family, talking with our church friends, and seeking counseling, that, that seems to be three right there. That's pretty strong. You're not a bad believer if you do not solely rely on Scripture or the Holy Spirit. I firmly believe everything is possible through Christ. Okay, firmly believe that. Also believe that there's sin in the world, and that times are not always great. Which is why He calls us to be brothers and sisters and to work together and to support each other, so that when I'm in that valley and you're at that mountaintop, you can bring me up, and I can return the favor when you're in the same place. And that's kind of this preventative. This is preventative. Maintenance, this emotional preventative maintenance. That I just wanted to talk about a little bit. It's just been on my heart, uh, on my deal. Um, again, you may never know. Uh, you may not know unless you you get to the point where someone trusts you enough to tell you. But be sensitive. Be thinking about it. That's my prayer. That's my hope for you. Um, really, that's that's what I have. So again, we pray that you are staying safe. We pray that you are doing okay. And if you do need help, if you do need to hear a voice, uh, we give the email address every time, but we are serious. We are here. Uh, we're willing to listen, to, to talk for anyone who needs it. 
can always reach us at info at smartchurchsolutions at nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com. You can email me at any time. Um, I turn my do not disturb on overnight, but I'll, I'll get it in the morning and I'll talk to you. Um, if that's what you need, I'm here for you. Um, reach out to your friends, your family, be there for each other. That's how we're going to get through a lot of this stuff. Uh, everything else we'll figure out. The facility stuff we'll figure out. We've got some great resources for that. Uh, you've probably seen them. If you haven't, check the links in the uh, description. You're going to see that stuff. We can do that. We can we can approach that and make that happen. Uh, let's just make sure it's not at the expense of each other. Uh, so reach out, help each other out, and uh, so look forward to when we can get back into. Uh, seeing each other and being real uh, and I pray that, that that's what we are so stay safe stay smart and uh, we'll see you next week this has been brought to you by Smart Church Solutions proud to be your one stop shop for all things church facility related from stewardship and intentional management Make sure that you subscribe through your favorite podcast app because we are now listed on all the directories uh, so that you are immediately notified when we have new episodes drop. Info at smartchurchsolutions.com if we can do anything else for you. Thank you and have a great one.